With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and we finally got our chance to talk with Katie Nixon and Nate Landman yesterday. Uh, we were supposed to talk to those two last week, but something came up, uh, and we were told that they had to reschedule. Well, that got rescheduled to yesterday at 3 o'clock, and uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, Katie had a whole bunch of things to say, um, and... Th- He's just so much fun to talk to. You just don't really ever know where things are going. Uh, Nate seems like himself. You know, he he was a little bit more talkative than he has been in the past. And honestly, it did cross my mind at one point. Like, I wonder if somebody said, like, try to elaborate. Like, there's this implied why at the end of every question. Like, what are you working on this year? What does the defense need to improve on? Or whatever the question may be. And instead of just saying, well... Uh, I need to get better at making the checks and then moving along. He will explain why. And so, so it's been kind of interesting to see that growth. Um, you know, it's something that he's definitely capable of. He's a smart guy. He has a lot of good thoughts. Um, and I don't know. It's just nice to hear him talk about football, I guess, um, because we haven't gotten a chance to dig into the schemes too much um, because, we haven't had opportunities to talk to guys like Nate Landman who really are at the center of what the buffs are trying to do. And, you know, he's a guy who really understands what this defense is trying to do. And he's in a lot of ways in control of it on the field. Um, and, and we'll dig into that and what in particular that means here in a couple of minutes. But first I want to tell you guys about Manscaped. Manscaped is a company that is just built to make men the best version of themselves, especially uh, beneath the belt. Are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? Because the beaches are opening, the sun is shining, and the bushes must be tamed. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0, um, the Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, a waterproof 
cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. You can also adjust settings to get a length you like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Be sure to use their crop cleanser to keep your hair and skin feeling healthy and fresh. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a below-the-belt toner that's designed to give you a pep in your step and also smell great. Subscribe to the perfect package. You get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. For a limited time, subscribers get two free free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 additional value, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DMVR20 at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off your entire purchase and free shipping with the code DNVR20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code DNVR20. Your balls will thank you. Okay. So, uh, you know what? Let's just keep going with Nate and then we'll jump in with some KD thoughts before I play the audio of that call. So you guys can hear what they had to say for themselves. Um, Nate. So getting back into his responsibility on the defense, um, so last year he told us that he was going to be involved in making the checks on the field. Um, and that was kind of a new thing for him. So in every defense, somebody is doing this on the field in the defense, the buffs run. It's particularly important because Tyson Summers doesn't like when we use the word complex to describe the defense, but there is a lot to it. And there are a bunch of moving parts. You know, the idea is on every snap, the Buffs want to put themselves in the best possible situation, which makes sense. Like, that's not a groundbreaking concept. But the way they do it is say, okay, here's what we want to do. We want to go out there and we want to play our base defense. We want to play this base cover three route matching defense. And when they do that, there are some things that need to be changed. So you don't just all line up in the same spots every single time. You know, if if there's a slot receiver on one side, then that's where you want to throw your uh, star back typically uh, to, to cover up that slot receiver on that side. Um, and so you have to make that decision. Which side is he on? And uh, depending on the number of uh, uh, receivers and the personnel group, there will be different checks um, based on where the receivers are lined up. So if, if you're like inside the numbers and, and all these defenses have different benchmarks, but uh, typically I believe it's like if they're outside of the numbers, then the cornerback is supposed to line up inside of them. And if you're inside of them, the, the reason you do that is so you push them outside. So you have the sidelines and extra defender. But since it's a cover three, you have your deep, typically free safety in the middle of the field. So if they're lined up inside the numbers, then you have the cornerback line up on the outside of the receiver. So that he's pushing him into the middle toward where the help is. And so there's there's all these little things. And it's not typically just right on the numbers. It'll be like five feet outside is the dividing line or like depending on where the ball is on the field. There's, there's so many different pieces and that ball where the ball is on the field is especially important in college football because the hashes are so wide. So if you're on the left hash, 
um, which is like the farthest point left that somebody or that the offense can place the ball, um, then you have a very wide side of the field compared to the NFL where the hashes aren't that far apart. You're typically starting from the middle of the field. Um, so yeah, there's there's all these little pieces with personnel and the splits and all that kind of stuff. And and Nate, honestly, as a linebacker, is more in charge of what's happening right in front of him. He's more focused on the run fits. So who's in what gap? Do you have the right numbers? Do you need to bring somebody in? All these different things. And essentially it turns into a little checklist in your head. Um, maybe this is a Montana thing, but when we're in junior high, there's like in, in science classes... They give us this book where basically it's how to identify trees. And so then you like go out and there's like a bunch of different trees around the school. And the first page will be like, so is this a tree with leaves or a tree with pine needles? And if it's like pine needles, then you flip to page two. Or if it's leaves, then you flip to page like 50 or whatever. And then on that page, there's like another question and it'll be like, is this... Uh, skinny tree or I, I don't even remember the questions or like are there pine cones or, or what's going on there and eventually like you go through all these things and it tells you what tree it is at the end that's how the checks work in the buffs defense where the linebacker is going through that entire checklist and at the end it's like okay here is actually what we're doing based on the play we were given this is how we need to tweak it so obviously that's really complicated stuff that takes some time to learn and it was even tougher for Nate last year um, because he didn't have much experience going into it not much experience at all with the system but also not much experience being the linebacker in charge of making all those decisions because before he had Rick Gamboa doing all of that kind of stuff on the field plus those tweaks those checks weren't as complicated before um, Tyson Summers and Mel Tucker took over this defense a year ago. Nate did say at, at some point last year when I was talking to him that he, he was paying a lot of attention to how Rick Gamboa was doing all that stuff. Um, and he learned a lot about how that works. But it, when you're not on the field doing it yourself, it's very different um, than actually doing it. Uh, so now he says that he is more comfortable going into year two. But the thing that I liked the most about how he talked about this stuff was that he said that Tyson Summers is now giving him more freedom to do what he wants to do. So they get the calls in from the sideline. He can tweak things based on how he sees it, how he feels. And that is what you want. This will be a scheme that is built specifically for the best player on this defense, Nate Landman, a guy who, you know what, with with a good year, if he takes a step forward in coverage, which he talked about, and we'll get into that in a second, he could climb into, uh, I, th I think right now he might already be a late day two pick if the draft were to happen today, um, maybe early day three instead, um, but with a good season, he'll climb up into the second round, maybe even the first round. Um, you never really know. Uh, let's jump into the coverage stuff, though, since I just mentioned that. Uh, he said that um, he, the way that he is improving there is by watching film, by seeing what is going on, um, what offenses are doing, and how he can read what they're doing and react to it. A lot of studying route trees, um, understanding route patterns, route concepts, 
where if you if one guy's doing this, there's a good chance that they're going to try to do this with the other guy because the way those two routes interact manipulates the defense in some way that some player on the defense has to make a decision to cover one or cover the other, and obviously that leaves one guy open. That's how a lot of offensive football works. You know, there's like the smash concept. There's the like flood concept, all these different things. Some that are meant to be man coverage or zone coverage, like cover two, cover three, all sorts of different stuff. And Nate has spent a lot of time researching what that looks like and and, and watching the film and seeing how he can do better to defend it and so that he kind of has an idea what's coming. For a guy who, you know, he's he's never going to be like an athlete like Davion Taylor. That's just not who he is. Davion you really like because you can just say, here's this guy, don't let him get the ball, and he can just chase him around the field. With Nate, that's not really his style. Uh, he needs to outsmart the other side. It needs to be almost like this mental battle between him and the quarterback, um, and he needs to he needs to win that, to, to be winning in coverage. But if he does win in coverage, that's where you could see him start to make more plays. You, you'll remember, I think he had two interceptions the year before last, those were based on positioning. Those were based almost exclusively on positioning. Um, and, you know, one of them, it was kind of a bad throw by the quarterback because Nate was standing literally right in front of the receiver, and it was a pretty easy interception. But at the same time, Nate was where he was supposed to be. He got there in time. He got the ball. That's what's going to happen, and that's what he says he's working on is is that positioning and how he can get into position faster by understanding what the offense is going to do. Um, I really like that stuff, of course. Um, he, he also had more to say about how this defense is going to work. I can't remember. What did I ask him? I asked him, uh, how do you make this defense more consistent this year than it was last year? Like, what do you need to improve? He said... The, the first thing he said is that they cut out a bunch of the playbook, which is a thing that we've heard over and over again. Um, I think Tyson Summers, this might have been like two months ago now uh, since we've talked to him, but he said that they've cut out about 40% of the defensive playbook. Or about 40% of the pages are now just gone um, compared to the beginning of last season. That's important, but where do we even go for that? So what they want to do is focus more on the base defense that, you know, I guess it's like a 3-3-5 if you want to call the uh, star backer a a defensive back, and it's like a 3-4 if you want to call him a linebacker. Either way kind of works. And out of that, they want to run that cover three match. And a big reason, now having heard Nate talk about a little bit here, heard a couple of other guys bring it up a little bit, um, and then having Tyson Summers kind of give us the deep dive, the reason for it is because they want to get better at their base defense. And uh, that just means we can line up, we can do what we want to do, and we can have success doing that. We're not going to try to get too cute. We're not going to try to catch you off guard as much. We're just going to go out there and do what we can do, and we're not going to make mistakes doing it anymore. And that really was the difference for this team down the stretch last year when you see them, I think, was it Stanford they held to 14 and Washington they held to 13? I might have gotten those flipped, but those late-season games when they really did pull things together, that was a big reason why, because they were doing that 
And the second part, and this is another thing Nate brought up, the third down packages became much more interesting. And I can't remember what the line was from Nate, but he said something great. It was almost like we're just going to cause chaos with him or something like that. Keep, keep an ear out, I guess, for uh, Nate talking about this stuff. But I, I really like it. I think that they're holding true to what they do, what they want to do on first and second down. That's where they're building their identity. And then third down is where they just want to catch everybody off guard, bring everybody up to the line of scrimmage, drop random guys in coverage, maybe just send them all, all sorts of that kind of stuff that we saw them have success with. And that's why it's so exciting. It's exciting is because it worked for them last season. Um, Now they're putting even more time and effort into that and less time and effort in trying to catch them off guard on first and second down, which, you know, I think makes a lot of sense. You go out there and you play your base defense, uh, what, first and second down for that first drive, and if they go down the field and they pick it apart and score a touchdown, then maybe you come back and you do it again for a second drive, or maybe that's when you start to tweak things. At the very least, you're starting out doing what you think you do best, doing what you spend the most time on in practice, and... If it works, then you've given yourself, honestly, probably the best shot of making that happen, so you deserve for it to work. And if it doesn't work, you figured that out halfway through the first quarter. And and then you can start to make adjustments or panic or whatever it is that happens in that situation. But then on third downs, you can invest some more time into it. All these different packages that... I mean, that, that's, what, that's what's fun about being a defensive coach is coming up with all these different things that you can do when you know that the offense is passing. We don't have to worry about stopping the run. Um, just create chaos. And, and Nate said that that was kind of the turning point for them last year was that they, they would play good defense early in uh, possessions in the early downs but couldn't get off the field on third down. They, they, they forced a lot of third downs, but they just couldn't get off the field when they got them until late in the season, until we started to see these more creative, explosive packages um, that Tyson Summers was putting together. Nate said that, uh, I mean, basically all the things I just told you, he said that we're going to see more of that on third downs, and then first and second down, we're uh, going to see a lot more of that base defense, and that it should be quite a bit tighter this year. Um that was all really exciting stuff, at least in my mind. Um, gets me fired up for sure. Um, I think that that was most of it from Nate. So let's move on to KD. Uh, KD, oh, I don't even know where to start. He he said a lot of stuff about um, the, the march that he helped organize and helped lead. Um, and, and I really enjoy listening to that. I'm not going to try to sum that all up into just a few words because he says it a lot better than I could and you should just listen. Um, Football-wise, I wrote yesterday after the call about what he said about all of the quarterbacks. And I think that that's probably what we are going to be most excited about as we go through fall camp. Um, that's the big story with the team. Who is the quarterback? So, uh, Tyler Lytle. Let's just start there. He said that he, Katie, and Tyler have 
had a chemistry for a while that because they both got to campus at the same time, they were in the same recruiting class through all of the workouts and stuff over the last couple of years. And I guess maybe not so much last year when KD was playing with the starters, but, but the, the point is they've been around each other a lot for a long time and have spent a lot of time working with each other. And so they have a pretty good chemistry. Uh, he also said like Tyler's a really smart guy. Um, he, uh, you know, he's he pointed out that he's already graduated. Katie said that he's, you know, kind of following in his footsteps off the field because Tyler already has graduated. Um, a lot of good stuff like that to say about Tyler, um, which is good to know. When Katie talked about Brendan, um, the true freshman, he said that, well, basically Brendan arrived on campus a week before the voluntary athletic activities began, when was that? That would have been like mid-June, late June, like maybe that was June 22nd or so. So it would have been like the middle of June that Brendan got there. And they've been working a lot with each other ever since. Um, and Katie also had a lot of things to say about what it's like building a chemistry with uh, a new quarterback, and particularly a young quarterback. Um, he, he said that, you know, with Steven and Sefo, things were kind of already set up. Like, it was his job to be plugged into that and learn from them. Now he is the one teaching Brendan. Um, you know, all of the little stuff where, you know, Sefo or Steven early in uh, Katie's career would say, okay, here, here's how this works, and here's how KD told me it works. Essentially, you go out there and you throw a hundred balls against air, and you know some you play like you're going against press man coverage, some you play like you're going against zone, and you run all your different routes that you could be trying to run. With the point being that the quarterback starts to feel comfortable with the timing of when to expect KD to come out of his break and to be open based on the situation, based on, you know, the route and the coverage and all sorts of that kind of stuff. And so if KD is going to do like a little stutter off the line, he's going to make a little move at the top of his route and then cut back in, then you have now done that 50 times in practice and you just know what to expect. And, you know, stuff like the downfield stuff, is he going to come off the line, then make a little move, like give a little inside head fake and then run to the outside, like he'll loop around, run up the sideline. Then Brendan will know that that's what's coming. And also Brendan will know based on all those practices, what it feels like to throw a ball to KD. You know, how far do you throw it? How long does it have to hang in the air? What kind of touch do you need? Is, is he going to be more inside, more outside? Where is he more comfortable running there? All these little things that you just get down in practice so that when you get out there in a game, you're like, oh yeah, I'm throwing a bomb to KD. That means I need to hold this for about a second and a half, two seconds, and then I need to throw it with this touch at this spot and with this much velocity and it's the same thing like oh now now i've seen him work against um the press coverage and we know that he, he's good at getting by the corner and so he's going to have him on his back hip and so you're going to want to drop the ball in over the top or maybe he's staying on top of kd and so you want to throw the back shoulder pass all of this stuff has just been done over and over and over again and 
a lot of guys, and this is kind of what Katie said, come out of high school thinking, oh, yeah, we just go run this route. The quarterback thinks, I have a good arm. I'll throw this to him when he's open. But once you get to college football, everything becomes tighter. The window windows become much smaller. And you have to give yourself every advantage by having that chemistry, by knowing for sure what's going to happen instead of, like, waiting and watching. That's something that Cepho and Steven had to teach KD. And now KD is working on Brent with Brendan Lewis on those same things. And he said like, you know, there, there are good days, there are bad days, but you can't really call it bad days because that's a, I think he said, because it's a working day because we're getting better. We're out here practicing. Like it just happens. The point is we're out here getting better every day and that's what's going on. Um, he does say that Brendan's making progress though. And that that chemistry is developing, um, you can listen to him explain all this stuff in his own words too. Uh, was there anything else? Oh, oh, Sam Neuer. We totally forgot about Sam Neuer. I'm actually going to pull up this quote um, because he, he said like a couple things with Sam, about Sam earlier. Not a whole lot um, just because he wasn't asked all that much. But toward the end, I think it was Brian Howe was like, okay, well, we've talked about Tyler. We've talked about Brendan. What can you tell us about Sam? And here's what KD had to say. Sam Neuer is a beast. Sam Neuer been a beast. Sam Neuer will be a beast. Y'all will see Sam Neuer soon. So that's exciting stuff. Who knows who is going to actually be the Buffs quarterback. And everybody has their own opinions about who would be most exciting and least exciting and all that. But I know for me personally, no matter who it is that is the starter this year, I am going to be pretty fired up to see him on game day. You know, if it is Sam Neuer coming in after like, what he's gone through in his college career, uh, the crazy route that he would have taken to becoming a, what, a a starting quarterback for the first time in his career as a redshirt senior, you know, getting re-recruited to come back, playing safety last season. I don't know. It'll, it'll be uh, fun no matter what um, and important to follow uh, as we get more and more information over the next few weeks. Oh, he did also say, I, th- I think somebody asked, uh, do you have any goals as a kick returner? I think it was Platty. I think this is how it ended. Dave Platty, um, the head of the CU Sports Information Department, um, finished it out. He, he, uh, he, a lot of the time he does kind of finish things with a question of his own, which is always fun because he, he comes from a different perspective. You know, He's the guy who's really paying attention to all the stats. He knows what's going on. So he said something like, yeah, you're kind of closing in on some kick return records. And, uh, what's up? Do you have any goals for this season? And KD, I believe just said like, it's already been written. You'll see, just watch. It's like, okay. Um, you know, before I turn it over, I will say one more thing. KD really didn't, uh, try to, he, he didn't have like a, a leader in the quarterback competition at this point. Um, and he even said like, I'm excited for camp because I'm excited to see these guys actually play some football. And I'm honestly watching it just like all of you guys. And uh, so, yeah, that's where he's at. He's basically saying that there's a bunch of things to like about a lot of these guys. And I don't know. I'm excited. He got me pretty hyped up. Hopefully he gets you guys hyped up too. Before I do play this audio, though, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is an incredible partner of ours, and because sports are back 
and the NBA is playing games tonight, I will be drinking tons of Breckenridge beers. I'm thinking the Strawberry Sky. I think for a day like today, basketball's finally back. It just makes sense to go with the best beer that Breckenridge makes, and I'm willing to say that that is the Strawberry Sky. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to sit the 12-pack right next to me because I don't even care if it gets warm because that beer is so good. Um, and I'm just going to drink that whole thing. I think, what, basketball starts at 4.30. It ends at, like, 10 or 11 tonight. That's going to be a good day. That's going to be a really good day, and I am very excited. Uh, hopefully you guys are drinking some Breckenridge beers as sports come back, too. Uh, you can do that at the DMVR bar. You can pick them up at Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You can use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website to figure out where you can buy whatever beer it is that you want to try. Also, Strava Craft Coffee, the game-changing coffee that has really changed lives. Um, if you've never tried the rich CBD-infused Strava Craft Coffee, you can use the code DNVR20 and save 20% off your first order. If you're a huge fan of Strava, you can now save 20% off by heading to their website and subscribing. You have the option of getting your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. 20% off any product you're subscribing to. That's such a great deal. Uh, tag Strava and us when you get your purchase. Let them know our community is supporting them. You guys can sign up and cancel it anytime. There are no strings attached. And if you aren't ready to commit yet, you can well, obviously just buy some with your 20% off your first order deal with the code DMVR20. Or you can go to Carbon Coffee or Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, and uh, Max Market. It'll fix CBD is just like a magic thing. It's not psychoactive, um, which I feel like I have to say whenever I call it magic because people are like, oh, yeah, magic. Um, but it, uh, it, you know, it's helped people with IBS and anxiety and back pain and all sorts of things, all sorts of things. Um, so remember, purchase online for 20% off using the code DMVR20 or just subscribe and save 20% off every order. All right. Here is Katie Nixon. Looks like we have a good people on, and Katie's here ready to go, and it's after 3 o'clock, so we'll uh, we'll get going here with Katie Nixon. Katie, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll take some questions. Hey, Katie. Adam Tiger. I uh, hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us on this. Uh, obviously, a different type of offseason that, that you've had than previous years at CU, but just within that competition in the receivers room, how is that compared to, to previous years for us? Guys like Daniel Arias, Maurice Bell, uh, that have kind of had to wait their turn. Do, do you sense a lot of guys are hungry in that room? I mean, we always hungry. You know, we all come from a high school where we you know we're all the number one guy. So we all want that opportunity to be the number one guy this year. But it's not a, it's no, it's not a, a competition anymore. We just trying to help each other get better and make uh, make Colorado known again. KD, how weird will it be to not have uh, Visca out there with you? Oh, it's not weird, you know. This going to be a better thing. That's something that we always talked about we was going to do. And I always take care of our family. So I know he's on a bigger and better things, and I'm right behind him. Uh, hey, KD, Katie. Neil Welk here. Uh, uh, can you can you hear me, KD? Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, uh, just wondering, with all the stuff that's going on, uh, type of offseason, kind of a waiting game to actual fall camp and stuff, how much more important is it for guys like you to really take on that leadership role and keep everybody just mode type of things? I mean, it's, it's extremely important, like you said, but also I feel like the biggest thing 
I have learned over the years is just letting people be themselves, but also seeing what what they how to how to approach them and how to coach them. So with my team now, we all so close where I don't have to like you just said be a extremely important leader. I can just trust them to be the leader themselves. So that's the difference this year. Everybody's a leader, not just me. Hey, Katie, it's Justin Guerrero with uh, okay. Rivals. Uh, obviously, a lot of talented uh, wideouts coming to you guys within the class of 2020. Uh, what can you tell us just about what you've seen thus far from guys like uh, Montana and Brendan and uh, Chris Carpenter? Like, who among the the young bucks, if anyone, has uh, stuck out to you so far? And what have you seen from them in general? Oh, every every one of them. You know, it's like I told you, it's not a competition. They all it's, it's a progressive start. They all getting better by the day. Uh, you know, we helping, we teaching them plays. I'm never gonna say. Uh, Anything they're 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 negative or defect in their talent. No, they're coming in learning how to uh, how to read coverages. I'm teaching them how to run proper routes. So it just it's just a uh, the, the timing of just getting better. Which they don't have fall camp yet. That's coming up. So right now the, the biggest thing we can do is work on RVAs, routes versus air. So it just like I said, all all of them is doing great, and I'm ready to see all of them play. KD, you hey. mentioned fall camp coming up. How close hey, eye are you keeping an eye on the – will there be football in the fall? Will it be in the spring? There's so many question marks. Is it something you pay close attention to, or will it almost wear you out to, to pay that much attention? You're kind of just got to worry about getting your job done and let the chips fall where they may. Oh, no, sir. You know, I control the controllables. And one thing for sure, I'm ready. I trained all year. I stayed in Boulder all year. So, no matter what, I think my team is ready, and I know for sure I'm ready. Hey, KD. Hey, KD. Hey, KD. Uh, it's fun to watch a, uh, a quarterback battle uh, transfer. I haven't seen much of those in the last few years. It'd be for you to watch that quarterback transpire. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said, but I heard some of my quarterback battles, so I'm just going to tell you it's, it's, it's up in the yeah. air. How much, how much how much is that going to be? Yeah. I mean, it's gonna like I told you, it's gonna be great for me. Y'all all know that, you know, whoever's gonna be the quarterback is the main man. So once we all figure that out, which hopefully it'll be in fall camp, whoever wins the battle, it's gonna be a blessing because now we for sure can work on timing. Right now we work for all like we don't know who's you know who's starting. So it just you know you you just kind of I just feel like we kind of slow right now just by not just knowing like because of no spring ball and no fall camp right now as uh, as it being. Mm-hmm. Hey, KD, uh, Andy Yamashita here with the Denver Post. Um, speaking of that quarterback battle, how uh, what's it been like to build that chemistry with all the different quarterbacks in this time where you guys can't really get out on the field as much and, and play together? Uh, well, you know, Tyler is the quarterback of my class, so I've been throwing with him since my freshman year. Sam, we did daily nights since I've been on campus. And B. Lou, he's been in, he's been in Boulder with me uh, prior to the, uh, the time we had to report back. So – we had four weeks, uh, a week up early of throwing. So it just, it's just been a blessing with all three of them. Like I told you, it, it'll be great to know who will be starting. But at the same time, I only can control what I control. control. Hey, KD. Uh, you know, over the last couple of years, it seems like there have been a lot of plays called for Visca, a lot of um, wildcat plays, the screens, all sorts of that kind of stuff. Do you think with him gone – you could be taking some of those reps that are now open? I mean, I only can control the controllables. That's the question for Coach Chev. I can't answer that. But I do know that my brother did do all those things great. And like I said, I'm right behind him. So if y'all need someone to pick up that job, Coach Chev know that I'm able to do that also. 
Katie, this is Harp Asani with the Sterling Journal Advocate. Just talk to me about uh, the anticipation of, you know, having a new head coach in Carl Durrell and what you expect from him this season. I mean, honestly, I ain't lie to you guys. Uh, you know, Carl Durrell was a receiver coach for the Miami Dolphins, so I feel like it was a blessing for me because that's somewhere I want to get to, which I will. And he's a receiver coach that coached the top athletes, top receivers. So just having him in my corner, knowing that every day it's going to be a challenge, it's going to be a quest, it's going to be I'm going to get better every day because this is a dude that's seen the greats. And then as a head coach, I'm just expecting him, you know, just to, like he said, we gotta, he got to earn our trust. And I, I like that because he didn't, he didn't just say, I need y'all to trust me. No, he said, I'm going to earn it. And that's just more respectful because now you can see that Coach Durrell is really with us. And I know y'all seen that during the protest. Hey, KD, the last time uh, – this is Eric, by the way, at CBS4 Television. Um, the last time we saw you was in Boulder a month or so ago leading the Black Lives Matters march and really having an active role in that. Um, you know, you've always been an outgoing and fun-loving guy ever since you came to Boulder. I'm just curious, now that you're a senior, how have you seen yourself grow during these three and a half and four years? How is KD Nixon the senior different from KD Nixon the freshman? Oh, it's major because you know you go from you go from just making goals from yourself to you know wanting to win a championship. You know you go from uh, catching the football three times a day to now actually watching film, taking care of your body. So it's just like it's like the little things with me. Like I told you, I've been a leader even coming from Desoto High School. It's not about being the most outgoing leader. It's about understanding your teammates, know how to approach them. I know that's how we won state, the first ever to win state at Desoto High School. So I know it for sure can work in college level too. So if you just let a person build and grow and understand where they're coming from, then, hey, I feel like the team can have 100% behind your back because now they know when you mess up, they, they still believe in me. Instead of when you mess up, I'm just cursing you out. What about off the field and being socially conscious? Is that something you would have done as a friend? Just being, like, away from others? Uh, I don't think no, so. Like, I mean, like I off the like, field, you know, you led those Black Lives Matters marchers, and that was a social issue. Oh, would that, KD, oh, the freshman, would have been involved in that, yeah. or did that take time? Yes, sir, that's normal. But also, I feel like it, it, it would have to take time because of the era that was going on. You know, it wouldn't – I don't – I'm not jinxing myself, but I don't think I would have the opportunity to just leave a big crowd like that. You know, it, it wasn't – police brutality been going on, but we ain't never just said, oh, we got everybody behind us that, that want to stop this. This year is the first time we ever had everybody, everybody with us to stop it. So it just, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a blessing to be able to do it. But also, I feel like my freshman year, I could have learned and watched to pick up. Katie, Katie uh, Harpasan, uh, just talk to me about um, being named to the Paul Horong Award watch list and what that means to you. I mean, fresh freshman year, Katie, you know, all three, all three of those awards is my goal, and it still is today. But also. You know, it's bigger than them, them, them awards. I know for sure that it's already written. I know for sure that it will happen. But also, I want to win a championship pack 12. So, I'm, I'm just ready to play football. Hey, Katie. It's Brian Howell at uh, Buff Zone. Uh, you mentioned uh, Tyler Lytle being in your class. I'm curious how you've seen him grow from being that freshman. I mean, up, up to this point in his career, it's kind of been a, almost a given that Steven's going to be the starter. Um, how has he grown from being that early enrollee freshman uh, you know, for sure back up to now having a chance to really start? Have you seen him grow on and off the field? I mean, you know, Tyler's smart. Tyler also graduated. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm following Tyler footsteps, you know, just as off the field, but on the field, you know, that's what he does best. Like I told you, everybody that's being recruited around the world was their best at their high school. So we all have the, you know, the ability to be the best ever. Tyler has the ability to start. 
but it's, it's all about my, uh, mental uh, mindset. So it just, like I told you, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for camp to see the action too. I'm, I'm just aware of just like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see who will start because once we know, the work is getting turned up another notch because now I can work on chemistry, 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 chemistry instead of just working with three quarterbacks. Hey, KD, going back to those uh, Black Lives Matter protests, how did you find your voice and, and find where you wanted to stand on all of this? Uh, you know, just patience. You know, I've been wanting to say something. You know, like, like I said, we've been going through this my whole life. It's a lot of things that y'all don't know, but it's just, you know, it's an opportunity that I have. I approached coaching with and think and thought that it would be a good opportunity and just seeing the outcome of so many people, seeing that people really, you know, supported us, you know, and it just, like I said, it start, it starts with love. And I don't want to get back on that topic, but everybody knows the more love you show, the more love you'll get. So it just, the opportunity was great. Do you have any personal stories of involvement in either inequalities or uh, police brutality that, uh, you know, make this particularly close to home? You mentioned kind of having some of those. You talking about football. All right. Hey, KD, with a small senior class, a new coach late in the game, and then a pandemic, and a team that this offseason has been asked to do things that no other team in Colorado history has ever done. You guys shouldn't be going to parties. You shouldn't be hanging out. You shouldn't be the big men on campus. As a small senior, senior class, how have you guys been able to lead this team in the right direction and keep people on the straight and narrow? Because I'd imagine the responsibilities on you guys this year are greater than any senior class maybe ever in the history of Colorado. I mean, like once again, you, you just noted that it's a small senior class, but also if you check the testing protocols, we have the least amount around the country. So it just, once again, it's just like I told you, it's, it's, a, it's about giving them space, letting them see if they did mess up, they can also correct themselves instead of just getting cursed out. And now all of a sudden, we're on and packing. Like, we have the whole team here. We all working out. And it just, you know, we're ready. Like I said, we can't control that all of those things happen. But now we can't control of keep working out every day, keep staying focused, keep watching film, keep going to class, you know, just doing the little things. And I think that's what's going to keep us ahead of the game just by doing everything that Coach tells us to do. You've talked a lot about the importance of chemistry with your quarterback. And, uh, you know, I've seen you working out a lot with Brendan Lewis over the course of the summer. How much does working out with a quarterback, I mean, mostly against air, um, help with that chemistry over the course of a summer? I honestly think that's, that's like the biggest opportunity because most of the routes, most of the routes is, is routes versus air. Even when you pressed in the game or even in the zone in the game, it's because you got to know defense. If I know his man, he'll know routes versus air, how fast I will run it, what, what spot to throw it at. If he's on top, he can throw it back shoulder. If he's uh, below trailing, he can throw it over the shoulder. So that's the basics. That's the chemistry. That's the teaching. I'm, I'm teaching with B. Lou, like, outside of just throwing a football. It's, 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 it's a process. Like, the quarterback is the most hardest job on the game. No matter who wins the battle, they still will have the most hardest job on the game. Them to linemen to, to receivers or DBs. That's just how the game goes. So, like I said, it's, it's, about, it's about knowing with certain speed limits is percent. If I can run an all-out go route at 100% or if I can run a 50% go route but I'm giving moves off the lines, acting like it's a press man. He throw it 35 yards and I run under it. Now he got a picture of, okay, man to man in the game. If I take five yards off of this to make a crater route or create this, create this space so I can do a go route, he know, okay, in practice, I was throwing it with a touch at this yard mark and he was running under it. That's how you're going to get it in the game because it's going to be the exact same thing. Practice make perfect. How much of a difference have you seen in that chemistry 
from your first time working with Brendan Lewis until now? I mean, honestly, it was, I would say it was me. You know, I wasn't I wasn't full 100% healthy, so I feel like I was shortchanging B. Lou, but B. Lou was shocked because he say I, I'm the best receiver he ever worked out with, not even knowing I wasn't healthy. So it just it just both having each other like you know kind of confused like you're not 100% healthy, and I feel like you're the best receiver right now. Like this picture when it's all healthy, like so now we're we're steadily growing. Like it's some it's some days where it's we might have a bad day. We're not gonna call it a bad day because. It's a it's a working day. We pro, we progressing, so we get we getting better by the day every day. So B. Lou, he just he catching on so fast and so beautiful because I never had this chance to learn from a quarterback or never had a chance to teach a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I just was able to see Montez, you know, Cepho. I see all the college greats, you know, around Pac-12 and around the world. But just being able to be, be in practice and see those guys compete, you notice they got the hardest job. So why not help them? Katie, I think a lot of people. Since we've asked about Tyler and uh, Brennan, we've got to ask you about Sam. Um, he's back uh, with this team and uh, back at quarterback. Uh, d- does it look like he's kind of picked up where he left off, and does he seem more comfortable back at quarterback? Sam Noyer never lost it. Sam Noyer is a beast. Sam Noyer been a beast, and Sam Noyer will be a beast. Y'all will see Sam Noyer soon. Hey, KD, I think a lot of people think that the pandemic and no spring ball and the delay now of fall practices and everything hurts you guys more just because you do have a new coach and you do have a new staff and the opportunity maybe to get to know these guys just hasn't been there for you. But during this uh, Zoom call, you've talked a lot about winning championships. How is CU going to be able to bridge that gap with a new head coach and new staff and go on to win championships? Uh, I feel like once we get the opportunity for sure, which is fall camp, because, you know, you got to put the pads on no matter what. It, we'll be able to see that Coach Durrell is, once again, really with us. We already show, He already showed us off the field. He already showed us on the field also with what we've been doing prior to, you know, and say that. But just going into fall, seeing that, okay, let's battle. Let's see who – let's see what we got. Let's see who, see who we're working with. Let's see all out. Nobody got starting spots. So, let's let's battle. Let's see. And that's, that's something that you want to hear, especially coming out of high school, and we got the opportunity to play. I wish we had the opportunity, man. This my freshman year to have that same opportunity and mindset to be able to play our freshman year because it would have been a whole different story. But yeah, just just by hearing Coach Durrell say that nobody has starting spots is to know he's serious. Like, hey, this is like the NFL. It's you, you either gonna play or you not. So it's just like I said, a good thing for freshmen for sure coming out of high school hearing that. Anything else from uh, Katie here? I'll throw the last one out. Katie, Mr. Platty here. Um, you are climbing the charts in kickoff returns here, which I don't think anyone's touched upon. What excites you most about being on that unit? And you have any goals going into your senior year as far as returning kicks? Uh, see, I would rather tell y'all the goals, but I'd rather show y'all this year instead. So just know it's already written. And kick return, y'all will see the dangerous Katie this season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it, Katie. We're all looking thanks, forward, hoping that we can see you out there soon. And uh, thanks for the time. We appreciate it, my man. Thank y'all so much. DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, it's also the official betting partner of DNVR. So by supporting them, you are supporting us. And even if like you're not all that interested in supporting DNVR, first of all, like. 
screw off or something. But but also, you might as well just download DraftKings anyway because things are heating up in the sports world. I said earlier that basketball is back tonight. That is definitely true. But also, we're getting hockey back this weekend. Uh, the Nuggets and Avs are playing. I mean, actually, so so in the company social media like Slack, they just sent the graphic for next week, which is pretty crazy. And I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be like saying all this. I think it's fine. But Monday, the Nuggets play at 7. Tuesday, Rockies at 7.40. Wednesday, Avs at 12.30. That's a watch party. Rockies at 1.40. Thursday, no Denver sports. Friday, the Rockies play at 6.10. That's a, a watch party. Saturday at 11 a.m., there's a Nuggets watch party. That's like, what? Basically, the... Rocky's watch party will be ending about 12 hours before the next one begins. Um, Saturday, uh, after that watch party, the Rockies play at 6.10. Then Sunday, at 1.10, they play again. Then 4.30, the Avs play. It's it's going to be so much fun. That's a watch party, too. So what is that? That's four watch parties next week. Plus, there's two this weekend. Three. I think there might be one tomorrow night, now that I think of it. I'm not sure if that's technically a watch party. Here's something you guys should know. So, these DMVR watch parties... Um, obviously they're all at the DMVR bar at Colfax in York and Denver. There's like a 50 person capacity for RSP VP limit because of the current rules and all that stuff. But, uh, we've been like filling that out pretty quickly. And these watch parties, you do have to RSVP to go because we don't want to just have people turning back at the door. This is not a great ad for DraftKings. I just realized, um, but yeah, so so pay attention to the DMVR website, RSVP to those, pay attention to social media, they get all tweeted out and stuff, because um, they've been so much fun, and there's like giveaways and all sorts of stuff. It's just a big old party, and just sports on like 30 TVs or whatever. Uh, back to DraftKings, the point is, uh, you should be betting on all these games, because the Rockies keep winning and nobody is expecting it. I'm just making money every day by putting money on the Rockies, which might be the first time in history that's happened. Uh, the Nuggets are going to be the same way. The Avs have a great chance at winning the Stanley Cup. Um, the Nuggets, as much as I'd like them to win the NBA Finals, <sighs> you know how basketball is. You know how basketball is. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be so much fun having all these sports come back, and hopefully you guys are taking advantage by using the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the top-rated sportsbook app in the entire United States. Um, there are a bunch of offers, you know, right now there's the $20 bet to win a hundred dollars on a team of your choosing, um, with the NBA coming back. So basically any game this weekend, you can pick any team to win and you basically, you give them 20 bucks, you get paid out 120 bucks. If you're right, there are some pretty heavy favorites that you might as well be throwing that on. It's free money. And this isn't just a thing for new users and there's no like strings attached where it's like oh you have to then bet at least this many times to be able to keep it away no it's just free money so come get your free money from DraftKings Sportsbook um, use the code DMVR when you sign up because again all users can get a special odds boost to bet $20 to win $100 on team of your choosing that's code DMVR and boost your odds to $20 to win $100 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions. And oh, they they changed up part of this like legal read, and it's making me stumble two days in a row now. Let's try this again. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
Okay. Uh, that was Katie Nixon. Hope you enjoyed it. Here is Nate Landman. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Nate had to call in, guys. So, um, Nate, we appreciate the time. Uh, we got most of the local guys on here. And uh, we definitely appreciate the time from you. And so we'll just open it up to questions. Hey, Nate. It's uh, Brian hey, Howell. Nate, this is uh, Neil Welk here. How's it going? You going, Neil? Hey, hey, Nate, this is Neil. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. All right, Nate, Hello. it's Brian. Uh, I, I just want to ask you real quick, just as as a senior and as a leader on this team, uh, you know, how have you kind of helped your team uh, get through all this and helped your, yourself get through all this over the last four and a half months or so? Um, yeah, I mean, the last couple of months have definitely been tough, uh, starting back to when we were in quarantine and um, we had all – the only contact we had with each other was the virtual meetings. Um, you know, going back to that time, I think that's when it really started. We were um, getting, the, getting the leaders together of each position group and, and having them kind of check in on and, and keep their guys motivated in that group. Um, and then being back on campus – it's, um, you know, working, we're lifting and, and working out in different groups. So now, um, you know, it's keeping those groups together and uh, up, uplifted. And, um, you know, just, just spending time together. I think being back in, in the weight room setting and the workout setting is uh, kind of refueled everybody's fire back into the season. And, um, you know, hearing hopeful things from Coach uh, Durrell on you know he's he's pretty positive that there will be a season so um you know just keeping the guys val uh rallied on the on the main goal and winning games and um keeping that in the back of mind that we will have a season and that we're working towards something hey nate this is henry chisholm from dnvr uh we talked last year about you starting to make all the checks on defense and make all the calls out there now you're going into year two in this scheme, and I'm curious if it feels different. I know you haven't been on the field yet, but making those checks, do you feel more comfortable going into it this year? Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, taking that stride was important for me last year, um, just as a player and a leader on the defense. Um, and this year I've, I've developed a strong relationship with Coach Summers, who now is my position coach. Um, he took over for L's. And so, you know, we're talking about um, – me having a little more on-field freedom to be able to make those calls myself if I see something instead of, uh, you know, always looking to the sideline and, and communicating what he's communicating from the sideline, kind of having more freedom to to be um, more in control of the defense on the field and take advantage of, 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 of what um, offenses are trying to do to us. Hey, Nate, Adam Munster-Tiger. Hey, Nate, how important. Leadership on the team. Uh, who's, who are the specific guys you've seen really step up in that regard, kind of like you did uh, after your, your sophomore season, guys that you've really seen made strides? And then are there any other specific players you've seen really take a, a step forward physically th this offseason? Uh, yeah, so, you know, leaders such as uh, KD and Mustafa, even Carson Wells, I work out with him. Um, He's, you know, he's the older guy in the outside linebacker room now. Um, Will Sherman with the offensive line. And even Tyler Lytle at, at the quarterback position, because I know that's a big question mark this year. But I've seen him take charge and 
Um, you know, he's kind of coming with a new mentality this year, um, as I could see through workouts and everything. And as, as a person who's probably developed most, I think Alvin Williams, outside linebacker, um, you know, him physically, is he's a completely different player than he was uh, six months ago. Nate, this is Harpasani with the Sterling hey, Nate, Journal. Is it? Uh, I know you were named to three different awards watch lists in the past two weeks. Just talking about the honor of getting named to those watch lists and what that means for you personally. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a tremendous honor, and um, you know, I appreciate the recognition. Uh, but that's not what I'm focused on. And you know, I can't I can't win those awards if you know if I don't win games with the team. So ultimately, I, I look back to the to the season and. and you know, just playing the football I can play, and those those uh, awards will come as a result of you know working hard and playing hard with the with, with the guys on my team. And um, you know, I'd rather I'd rather go undefeated and and win games with my team instead of winning any of those awards. So uh, yeah, they're important, and and they're, it's awesome to see that recognition. But it's not my main focus. Nate. How, how nice continuity coordinator coming back again this season? Uh, it's very important. Um, you know, losing a head coach, you kind of lose that stability and, um, and uh, you know, kind of um, rock that's kind of holding the team together. But having the D.C. stay on and, and be able to lead the defense is, is huge, especially for some of the young guys um, that were recruited by um, Coach Summers. Um, and I think a lot of those young guys will help us and be able to help us early. So having, you know, having Coach Summers on and um, not having to put uh, young guys, because we are still a pretty young team, having to put those young guys through a new defense is, I think in my mind, will be one of the biggest things to help us this year. And Nate, this is Justin Guerrero with Rivals. Um, I know last season you really challenged yourself to become more uh, dependable, more of an asset for the defense strictly in pass coverage assignments. And, did you just talk about how you felt you progressed last year uh, when asked or tasked to, to drop back into coverage and maybe uh, now versus a calendar year ago, um, how have you kind of gotten better? How have you gotten more comfortable um, in pass coverage assignments? Yeah. So last year, um, you know, towards the beginning of the season, I, I struggled with pass coverage and um, I made that one of my main goals uh, to, to, to better myself in. And as, as the season went on, um, you know, I I had more pass breakups and um, more tighter coverage and um, even interception towards the end of the year. And I think just progressively going game to game, I was able to, you know, advance my game in that in that aspect. Um, and I would say how I did was, you know, just studying offense more. Um, when I was young or freshman, sophomore year, I studied more of O-linemen and O-linemen tendencies and, and, and running schemes instead of uh, the perimeter stuff. Um, but now I'm able to focus on, you know, route trees and route combos and the way uh, receivers are positioned. And um, I think that just gives me an extra half second to better my position and be able to make those plays. Hey, Nate, um, you guys are being asked to do something during this pandemic that, you know, few teams have ever been asked to do as far as young guys being mature and making right decisions and, you know, we've seen other college teams with 30, 40 positive cases. We've seen pro baseball teams with more than half their roster catch it. I guess I'm just curious with a small senior class, 
by all accounts, how has a CU football team been so successful at apparently being mature and making right decisions and keeping your case numbers low? Um, I think the biggest thing uh, with us is, you know, we were one of the first schools kind of to be back and all in um, all in one area. Um, we did have a couple guys who were back home for a pretty good amount of time, but um, the majority of the team was in Boulder, you know, as soon as they can, as soon as we could start uh, voluntary training. And, um, you know, the, the coach, coach always says the safest place in Boulder is our, is our facility just cause how, how clean they keep it. And, um, you know, they're monitoring everybody in and out of that building. Um, so I think, you know, just players buying into the, what coach Jarrell is, is preaching about having a winning season and, um, knowing we're going to have a season, I think, I think players know that we've worked too hard and, um, you know, they have a goal of, of wanting to play this season. So they don't want to put that in jeopardy by, you know, going out or, um, doing unnecessary things. And uh, I'm actually very impressed with the freshman class because they've been, they've been pretty, pretty hardworking and, and pretty, um, you know, balls to the wall with their workouts. And, and um, you know, sometimes that's a struggle with freshmen coming in, but they've been, they've been pretty impressive uh, this far. And Nate, kind of right on that note, uh, what can you tell us about Mr. Williams? I mean, obviously the only inside backer to come in in the class of 2020 and, with him being a freshman and you being a senior seems kind of uh, a match made in heaven just for you to kind of, to mentor him. So just from a weight room perspective, football IQ, just in a nutshell, what, what have you seen from him in the, in the time that uh, you've been able to, to interact with him and start uh, working out with him? Yeah. So he's actually not in my workout group. Um, so I haven't been able to do any on-field activity or see how he works on the field, but I've, I've interacted him with, uh, with him in the locker room and on the zoom meetings. Um, you know, just from first glance, he's a big kid, um, pretty solid and, and looks like he could be strong and, um, you know, has definitely the physical, physical attributes going for him. And then uh, as far as the meeting room, um, you know, we run a pretty complex defense. It's not one that's easy to pick up. Um, and just kind of comparing him to where I was freshman year, I could tell he's, he's picked it up, you know, a little more quicker. And um, he's a guy who asks questions. Um, and uh, he scores pretty well on our on our tests that we have. Um, so I think all in all, you know, he's a great kid. He, uh, he's he's pretty quiet, um, but I think he's got a great future, and, um, you know, he has the physical and the mental ability to, to be a great player. Hey, Nate, this is Eric again with CBS4. Uh, I, I think we spoke at uh, the pro day, and I asked you just quickly about Carl Durrell because you guys had just really met him, and you said first, you know, reports were pretty positive and you really liked him. I'm just curious, how since then and now has he won this team over? What has he done that's gotten you guys to buy in? Because every player we talk to seems like they have. Yeah, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty committed to, um, you know, having team meetings and keeping the team together. And um, he checks in with us and he, he voices, we're able to voice our concerns with him and, um, you know, his main thing that he came in to say is building trust because he didn't know us and we didn't know him. Um, and especially the way, you know, we were left uh, without a head coach and the way it happened. Um, he knew it was going to be tough for us to trust somebody again. Um, but he kind of just have, has reassured everything and um, been, been there for us whenever we have concerns and uh, with open honesty and, um, 
you know, just he's he's just been transparent. I think guys, that goes a long way with a lot of the guys. Nate, this is Harpasani with the Journal Advocate again. I guess speaking on that uh, trust note, uh, Caleb Farley of Virginia Tech today announced he was going to be sitting out this season due to concerns over the coronavirus. Have you or anybody else on the team that you've spoken to um, expressed any potential idea of maybe sitting out the season out of concern for your health and safety? Um, no, to be honest, I just saw that news today too about 30 minutes ago. Um, and, you know, all power to him for having that that awareness for, for him and, and that's what he feels right to do. Um, but as far as a team and a unit and myself, no, that, that thought has not crossed my mind or anybody else's mind. This is Henry Chisholm from DNVR again. Um, you know, your, your defense last year, there were some really bright spots with Stanford and Washington, but there were also some lower points. I'm curious what you see as um, what the defense needs to improve on this year to become more consistent. Yeah, so last year, um, towards the beginning, we were, we were doing a lot on defense. We had a, we had a huge call menu and, um, you know, we were rotating in and out a lot of guys. Um, and this year, you know, talking with Coach Summers, we've kind of reduced the call menu down a little bit, and that's what we did towards the end of last season and getting really good at playing base and then having a, you know, a pretty wicked uh, third down package. So um, the big thing with us last year is, you know, we'd, we'd get teams to third down uh, pretty consistently, and we'd struggle on that last – you know, getting, getting, getting that last push to get off the field. So I think, uh, you know, just, just going off the game we had last year, we had a pretty solid run defense and, um, and our pass coverage, you know, needed a little help. But I think uh, towards the end of the season, uh, if you look at the last four or five games, I don't know, we took, we took pretty big strides in, in, uh, in our gameplay and, and um, you know, in turnovers and forcing teams to punt the ball. Um, so I just think getting, getting off the field and getting our offense on the on the field more. Hey, Nate, uh, Brian Howell again. Um, I know that you're always striving to be better. So I'm just curious how you believe you personally can be better to help this team uh, play on defense this year. Yeah, um, you know, just being more more consistent with my game, you know, some, uh, towards the beginning of the season, uh, you know, I struggled with some missed tackles and, and pass coverage and, um, and it was never, the, never the, the mental, the mental game, um, that affected me. Sometimes it was a physical game with whether it was, you know, uh, sh sore shoulders or anything, but, um, you know, just being more, being more accessible to the team and, um, you know, being that kind of leader to where, um, I can lead by example. And if guys are hurting, they can come to me. Um, and just being a guy that someone can lean on. Um, and, you know, I, I want to help create more leaders on the team. And I don't think leaders always have to be seniors. Um, so helping, you know, create a freshman leader that can lead that freshman class. Um, and, and, you know, just someone who they can look to for advice. Anything else for Nate? All right. Well, Nate, we all appreciate the time. Thanks for uh, doing this for everybody. And uh, we all look forward to seeing you out there at some point. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nate.
Did you all see the alumni news today? You had uh, Tedrick Thompson assigned with the Chiefs, and Nate Solder has opted out of playing this season. Uh, this little boy's been fighting cancer. I think it's in remission right now, but obviously Nate's doing that so he can protect his family. So if you haven't seen those stories, I'm sure they're probably on the wire by now. Any other questions for me or Dave from you guys? All righty. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I think I like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with ya, you can get it.